Listener Production. On today's edition of Footy Talk, Nick Rewalt joins me and we take a deep dive into St Kilda and how far they can go this September. Carlton's number one nuff-nuff will join us, Dave Hughes, and we will predict who is ready to launch this September. That's all to come on Footy Talk. You are listening to Footy Talk. This is the place you get all the news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL. Nick Rewalt joining me on this Tuesday. Hey, Rue, we're going to have a special guest in the second seg because this man, we spoke to him about mid-year and boy, oh boy, he could not have been more harsh and more disappointed in the blues than Dave Hughes. But we are going to get him in and just see how he's feeling yep. now ahead of this final because yeah. he is bouncing around the, stu- the studios here at, uh, at Listener like you wouldn't believe. I'm wondering if he's going to go as far as a, a public apology uh, to Michael Voss and the Carlton Football Club for just how aggressive <laughs> he was earlier in the season. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. He, he will be up and about. Yeah, well, we all are very excited. We've had the weekend off. Everyone's had a bit of a freshen up. I'm still a bit dusty from a – it wasn't really a freshen up. It was a big weekend. Oh, had a blowout. But that's all right. Good We're for back. You. We're into it. Father's uh, Day. The only disappointing thing, Rui, is that uh, over here in Melbourne, the weather is going to be horrible all week. All week. It's starting mm. today. It's going to continue. We've got rain, cold conditions, uh, even hail predicted for Thursday, Friday. Interesting that Eddie Maguire, who's he's very, very big on these sorts of things, the stadia around, around Australia, again has brought up the conversation that we need a roof on the MCG. I'm tending to think to myself, I'm a progressive. I go, well, it makes sense. I mean, you're over there in America and we'll get your take on some of the stadiums, mm. you know, over there with the NFL, but... Would it not be in an ideal world we just have a roof at the MCG, not just for footy, but for cricket, concerts, for everything? Or you think there's something unique about it? Yeah. I think the romance and the unpredictability at times of, of the weather due to the, the – and, and the Coliseum aspect of the MCG, I would be reluctant to put a roof on it. I mean, I think, we, you know, we've got that option down the road for different events. Um, you know, footy's a winter sport. It's designed to be play in, in all kinds of conditions. So, look, I think we could, you know, we could – well, for a start, how are we going to pay for it? We can't even afford the Commonwealth <laughs> Games. Um, so, look, I, I think there are upgrades that could be made to the MCG outside of putting a roof on it because despite being, you know, one of the most sentimental, I think, stadiums in the world, in terms of the amenity, it's got a lot of work to do to, yeah. to get back up to, to world standard. So just spend a lot of money and make it an elite MCG again with all the yeah, other... Yeah, just make it, a, make it an elite stadium again um, and, you know, then get to the roof if you, if you can. And maybe people argue get the arc right as well, spend some money on that and we get the right verdict rather than yeah. worry about the right conditions. Hey, it is going to be a cracking final series. We will get Husey in to chat about the Blues, but we want to have a look at the game between St Kilda and the Giants because uh, I know you were bullish throughout the year, but I suppose for even the strongest um, St Kilda fans, it probably has surprised them how well they have gone. Everyone probably expected a bit of a dip after the fast start, but what Ross Lyon's done with this group, we should give them credit because they are going to go in favourites at home in an elimination final. It's pretty impressive from uh, where it all unfolded about 12 months ago. Yeah, it has been really impressive. I mean, I think particularly when you look at the fact that there was 
um, so much adversity with respects to injuries to key players through the year as well. I am a little reluctant to, to compliment St Kilda too much in case <laughs> I um, offend someone from, from the previous uh, regime over the last decade. But, um, yeah, look, it, it's been an incredible year. Um, they've kind of been there all year and, and I think even the most positive St Kilda supporters, us included, would have just thought the drop-off might have come at some stage. But they've just continued to hover around that fifth, sixth, seventh spot all year. So credit to them. And long time, long, long time since they played a final in Melbourne. So I know those staffs and Kilda supporters are going to be geared up and ready to go in what is going to be a really tough game against the Giants who are, you know, you could make an argument that they're one of the form teams of the competition given the way they've stormed back in the second half of the year under the guidance of, of Adam Kingsley in his first season. What a, what a remarkable job he's done as well. Yeah, they've been incredible, the Giants. I mean, the start of the year, we they were playing in so many close and honourable losses. It was quite frustrating for Adam Kingsley and now they've turned those honourable losses into wins. And I've described it. They are the hardest two-way running team in the competition. They're, they're players to be able to get up and get back and help defend and then charge on offense. They've got players that can seriously run, like Lockie Ash off halfback with Whitfield and then Kelly and Canilio, and you've got the half forwards that are pr- providing a heap of runs. So it's going to be a challenge for the Saints, but they do defend really well. It was interesting you said about St Kilda hovering. It's like they've actually found a kick in the last four to six weeks and playing their best yep. football at this time of year, which, again, is, is a credit to Ross. So it's not going to be easy, but oh, I think they're, they're going to be up for it. I think that uh, defensively, if they can shut down a couple of key personnel, I think that's going to be the factor for the Giants. And we're looking no further than Toby Green. So Toby Green, yep. I mean, the All-Australian captain. Who gets the goals. job? Well, I think it should be Callum Wilkie. I think Wilkie has to go to him. I yep. had a look at the last time they played in round 10, and you look at the stat sheet quickly and you go, Toby Green, only two goals and 16 disposals. Saints handled him pretty well, and it was a mix of Wilkie and Webster. But watching the game back, he had five direct score involvements, Toby Green. So even if he's not kicking them himself, he's setting them yeah. up. Like, he, he's just a, such a dangerous yep. player. There's the question about whether – because every one team defence, you leave your man to go and support someone else. Whether there is almost a bit of an old-fashioned, now we're just going to stay on Toby Green. And if someone else is going to kick the goal, well, let someone else beat us. But it can't be Toby. It's just going to be interesting to see how the coaching group handle a player of his calibre. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the other end as well with, with what I think is going to be a, a matchup that we're going to be able to sit back and watch and, and marvel at for the, the next 10 years, which is going to be Sam Taylor up against Max King. We know Max King you know, is one of the most difficult players in the, in the competition if you give him a run and launch at the football. One thing... Taylor does incredibly well is position his body to take away the uh, the launch of the opposition key forward. So I'll, I'll be looking for that. I'll be looking for, for Taylor to take his space, take his time, just nudge him off the line of the ball at every opportunity and, and make it a situation where he's forced to just camp under it. Um, wet conditions, as you said, so maybe not maybe not a day for the for the big high marking key forward, but get that ball to ground and then let the St Kilda small forwards who have been really good this year get to work at ground level. Yeah, and there's still waiting whether Sam Taylor is actually declared fit. So he's had the hamstring injury. He was running laps. So we're still just going to wait until Thursday until the teams come out to see whether he will actually play. And, of course, Toby Bedford had his uh, tribunal um, upheld last night for a – gee, it was only a slight block that uh, yeah got Zach Fisher in a spot who wasn't really expecting it and, and got him high and he's going to miss. And he's an important player. He's been one of the recruits of the year. Toby Bedford for the Giants this year. So they are going to miss him. So they will be hoping Sam Taylor does play. It's 
really unbelievable how far we've come that a player could be missing a final for for that incident. It's um, I think it's uh, you know it's a it's a pretty clear snapshot of just how far the landscape landscape has moved and you know, I feel for Toby Bedford that's a, it's a harsh one yeah uh, you spoke about the weather and we're just talking reminiscing about some horrible finals with the conditions because generally in September you get the nice weather the sun's out and uh, and everything's nice and there hasn't been too many even grand finals we're trying to think of the last real bad real wet rainy conditions I think we almost have to go back to yeah, it was 09, wasn't 2009 it? when we played Geelong yeah. when we woke up well it wasn't waking up grand final morning it was actually the grand final parade because remember how bad the conditions yeah. were that we couldn't even sit on the back of the trays in the uh, in the utes with the the chairs we had to sit in the actual utes because it was raining that heavily yeah, it was her. And then the, the the next day, that was a Friday, and then the Saturday grand final day was absolutely horrific. I think I might have hailed it at some stage as well. It was bloody freezing and it was cold. cold. And, um, it was cold. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How you just you wanted the ball up? to bounce so you actually could. Yeah, how did you wake up what, as a what key do you mean? forward? Uh, open my eyes. Now, what, how, oh. <laughs> as a key forward, when you saw those conditions, are you a little bit like, even though it's grand final, you'd be like, oh, man. Oh, I'll tell you exactly what I thought, Joey. I thought I've played my whole career for this one one day and I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a marking, marking <laughs> player and I wake up and the ball's going to be a cake of soap all bloody day. Um, <laughs> I'm tipping Harry Taylor woke up and he looked outside and he had the biggest smile in the world. Um, but, you know, that, that's, that's, that's the, the beauty of footy. And I think, um, you know, you look back on some of those really, you know, dour, wet slogs at the MCG. Some, you know, that, and then we get a variety, and I and I like that as a as a football fan and even as a player. You know, some of the some of the wins, some of the best wins you ever have as a player are wins in the wet because it's a slog and you know it's going to be a slog. Yeah, so that was still um, one of the yeah great, that that was an interesting and that was still one of the great games, wasn't it? It was an absolute. It slog. was. It was battering. Everyone was it just was crashing brutal. and bashing yeah. from start to finish. It was a full on game, and then we quickly go to 2010, and we had we had hot conditions. It was actually hot for the grand yep. final in 2010 to the point where I remember halfway through the first quarter thinking, jeepers, what have I been doing? Because I was struggling to suck in the oxygen because it was hot yeah. and the, the speed of the game. And I never was able to find my second wind. So, yeah, you just talk about the different conditions that we get in footy. We had chalk and cheese in back-to-back grand finals. Yeah, and and just a little insight on on Ross Lyon, yeah, the way Ross he would be, be approaching like? the yeah. game this week. is, and, and I still remember, and I've still got the books, is – you get to the first week of finals and, and every week we would come in and you would get a, a you know, the, the sort of the the loose game plan and, and the teams and all of that on a, on a sheet of paper in the in the team meeting the day before the game and it would be round one, round two, you know, you get the heading at the top and then the first final we came in and it would be the same this week is round 24 was the last week of the season. This is just round 25. So for the players... Everything that we've we've done during the year, everything that we've spoken about, the way we've approached it, not, nothing changes. Yeah, you know, you, you, what you do get is you get, I think, greater level of consistency of effort across the board. The great players always give great effort, but because it's a final, everyone lifts, so the intensity goes up. But guess what, boys? It's round 25. Do what we've done and we'll be okay. Yeah, good point. And if you've been playing the way that you you know you, you want to play throughout the home and away season, that, that translates to finals footy. That's the style, and that's the style that Ross Lyon has always built his teams on. So they'll have a game plan that will hold up in a final. And, yeah, I think that's what his message will be. It's just the next week. Forget about what, yep. what, what the, what's on the line. He won't talk about the results at all. Forget about the, the results and the consequences of the game. You worry about just what you can control, and that's your actions and effort, and let the result take care of itself.
That's, which is the style the Giants play as well, mind you. So I think two teams that play a final style of football where they embrace more of that imperfection. So it's going to be a beauty. Uh, let's quickly get your tips on the other games too before we get to Hughesy straight after this. How do you see Melbourne Collingwood? Who do you think will win? <sighs> Gee, I, this, is the, this is the hardest one of the round in, in, in my opinion. I'm going to go with Collingwood. Just an intangible, really. No, no real reason, but I still think Melbourne will come back the other way and we'll end up with a Collingwood-Melbourne grand final. Oh, wow. Uh, Port Adelaide-Brisbane, the, the, the Lions at home, I think, will be too strong in that one. Expect Carlton to get over the line against the Swans and uh, you know, a, a tip of the heart, Joey, hoping the Saints get up. Like it, Rue. Hey, we will take a break. If you are listening to Footy Talk and you're listening on the Spotify, please hit the bell. After this, Carlton, Nuffy, Dave Hughes. If you do have a question for us, hit us up on Instagram or on TikTok. Tomorrow, Abby Holmes will be with Nathan Broad. But, Rui, I did promise we'd have a guest come in. And this man, oh, isn't he excited? Dave Hughes, number one Carlton supporter. But before we introduce Hughes and have a chat to him about how excited he is for this first final against Sydney, let's just take a listen back to last time he joined us on Footy Talk. How do you feel? Uh, I... I Danger signs for me started in a preseason game, <laughs> and it, it started and it went and it bled over into the season. And they should have made finals. They absolutely shut the bed. Yep. The end of last year, it was horrific. <laughs> uh, and so I thought, what happened against Collingwood in that round twenty three game mm. would fire them up. That's what I thought too. And it hasn't. Mm. They have ignored what happened. They have not used that as fuel, and we are where we are, and we are in so, trouble. Carlton haven't played final since 2013. Yeah. We mm. haven't played, we haven't been top four since the year 2000. Yeah. That is 23 years. Mm. So 23 years we've had no chance to win a grand final. Yeah. But you could get connections out of this There's year. some connections. <laughs> they, they, the players get to catch up. You know, they've all paid off their houses. So it's great. Husey. Gee, eight weeks, long time in football. Nah, it's Welcome. longer than that. It's longer than that. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, I think it's 12 Still has weeks. an age well. Still has an age well. Nah, but I wasn't alone. Back in the day, there was most, you know, most Carlton supporters wanted Icon Park burnt down. There's no doubt about that. But what a turnaround. What a turnaround. What a turnaround. How have the supporters seen it? Oh, look, greatly. We've loved every moment of it. I did get on early. I reckon I might have popped in, in, in during the turnaround. Yeah, she did. Early on when we had turned around, I had sensed the changing of our our whole year and it's been incredible. They've gone hard. I think you actually popped in and said you've spoken to Cripper. Was it Cripper you spoke to? I did. You, I saw Cripper. You saw, and you reckon that you started to just get in his ear and that started the bit of the turnaround. No, look, no. Cripper was already on a positive. <laughs> it was already positive, but I said, mate, you know what? Carlton started, they, the players started enjoying themselves and you know what? They took all the negativity and they didn't get depressed. Yeah. It was actually Voss. You've got to take your hat off to Voss because he was under so much pressure, but I don't think he let the players know, and he handled it beautifully. So, uh, who's who's got the most egg on their face, Husey? You, you you spoke about a, a very famous or infamous, as it might turn out, uh, Carlton text message thread. <laughs> yeah, that was quite savage. Uh, you gave us a little peek at it. Who's got the most egg on their face, as it turns out? Oh, almost everyone. I'm gonna yeah, almost oh, we everyone. Want, the- we want a name. 
Martin Pakula Martin Pakula was right up there. He wanted Ross gone. There's no doubt about that. Easy to throw the politician under the bus. Yeah, no, he's an ex-politician, but he he knows that. Um, You know, one guy we have to uh, applaud is... There's Luke Tunnicliffe. I was going to ask, is there anyone that just yeah, said, I Tunners. told you so, where Tunners, they kept the faith? Triple M's Tunners. Yeah, he kept the faith. He kept the faith the whole way through. He's obviously really good friends with Vossie. Yeah. And uh, he was always defending Vossie when, when most people in the group were not happy. So he did keep the faith all the way through. Even Andy Lee, the uh, yes. most, you know, fanboy of fanboy Carlton fans was just, he'd had enough. Just, he'd had enough. It just proves, though, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, like, <laughs> yes. literally. That, that's what the Blues did as a group, didn't they? They've galvanised, they've taken on all that negativity and used it as resilience and got them to a position where, are you confident this yeah, weekend against really, Sydney? Really confident against Sydney and uh, I think that it's going to like run through walls on a Friday night. This is going to be 95,000 people. It's been 10 years. It was our last glory day. It was 2013 when we, you know, fell into the finals because of the Essendon drugs scandal and uh, we beat Richmond after coming back from five goals down at the MCG on a Sunday afternoon. We thought that was the start of the Mouldhouse era. Yep. It wasn't. Was that Juddy? Did Juddy put the team on his back that day? Juddy had a good one, but he wasn't no, alone that day. That right. was, um, that was, they were all good. Nick Dygan, who, oh, yes. who was, oh, wasn't wow. even meant to be playing. He was a late call-up because someone got injured in the warm-up. He'd been eat- he was eating pies in the stands. That's right. Came down and kicked four goals. Uh, got it helped get us across our line that day. And we thought that was the start of what was going to be the Chris Judd-led yeah. Premiership <laughs> era. And it wasn't. And Mouldhouse left since then. Bolton's left. Teague's left. You know what? But one thing that has really Charlie Kerno, yeah, you know, yeah. he was injured for a number of years uh, during some of those coaches' reigns. And probably Bolton. He started to get injured when Bolton was there, and he would never Teague never really got to saw Charlie see Charlie play. He has been unbelievable, yeah. Charlie Kerno. Shades so. of Kernahan, Dave. Like how? Like what do you think? Does he does he remind you of that? Has he got that sort of that sort of swagger and presence? Yeah. Also, Kuda Fides in the ninety nine yeah. grand ninety nine prelim yeah. final. Charlie Kerno at his best this year has been just exceptional, and you know the best forward in the game. And uh, if he gets going, I I'm predicting that Charlie Kerno. Kicks his 100th goal in the last quarter of the grand final, right? 100th goal for the year. Be a big final series. What you, he's got 22 to go. Hey, another man that played in that 99 prelim final um, and it was a, a big talking point afterwards was Aaron Hamill, who's actually in charge of the team defence at the Blues. So credit him as well with, with, with yeah. the massive turnaround. No, he's so, been there mate, next to Vossi the whole way. We, we love him. Right. I'm still sad that he left Carlton to go to St Kilda back in the days, back when you guys were yeah. starting off, weren't yeah. you? Yeah, 2000. So what's the plan, Husey? Take us so take us through the plan for the day and the trip into the ground. What's it going to look like now, for you? This is really tricky for me. Friday night, my son, my 14-year-old son, plays in his basketball grand final in Sandringham at 9.40. <laughs> and I've committed so much to being there, I'm scoring the game. I'm the oh. official scorer. I'm going to have to leave the MCG at half time. So you're still going to go to I'm the I'm going to go to – I've got to be there. I've got to experience Carlton in a final. 95,000 at the one venue <laughs> right. is going to be – because, I mean, the Richmond final would have been 50-50. But this will be 90,000 
Carlton supporters. There may be 5,000 yeah, supporters. Yeah, no, Sydney do have some yeah, supporters do, here. So there might be 10,000 yeah. Sydney supporters, but it will be massive. Right. But I've got to be there, but I've committed to my son's grand final. Wow. So I'll be leaving at mm. half time. I'm going to be scoring my son's under-16 grand final, mm. and they take it seriously. Yeah. All right. So if you get that clock wrong, yep. you can get beaten up. So you're going to be watching the app and trying to do the scoring at the same time. That is going to be tricky. And then have you looked ahead? Have you looked ahead to the second I week have. of finals and gone, do you, do you want to play Collingwood oh, or would no. you rather Don't do avoid it, Collingwood? Mate, I've looked ahead to the point where I think, we, we, you know, my, I think our toughest game for the series will be Brisbane in Brisbane in, in the, the prelim. prelim. <laughs> so I think that's going to be our hardest game. So... Melbourne, Collingwood, either way, we win. We win. Right. And we play either Collingwood or Melbourne in the grand final. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. It's going to be huge. It is going to be huge. Yeah, everyone's on the (laughs) – everyone is on the bandwagon, Husey. We're all right behind you. I mean, I've loved watching the Carlton resurgence. I love seeing the Carlton fans really at the footy. They go mad. And we haven't really experienced it for a long, long time. So long. So good luck to you, Husey. Good Good luck luck. to the Saints as well. It should be 60,000 against the Giants. That'll be a huge game. That will be huge. But, no, appreciate your time and good luck. Cheers, guys. Right, Rue, we get to the end of the show today. Just some fan mail that keeps coming in uh, for the yes. Footy Talk fans. And this one is for you. This is from Matt on Instagram. He says, <laughs> I like this, my girlfriend doesn't know who Nick Rewalt, the footballer, is. She only knows him as the guy on MasterChef. She would like to know uh. what has Nick been cooking lately and what <laughs> did the chocolate in the final taste like, the finale? Is that that chocolate ah, thing you finale. made? Yeah, it, it, it was phenomenal. It was uh, – I, I haven't made it again um, because it took four and a half hours. <laughs> but it, uh, it, it, it was like a science <laughs> project. It really was a science project, did, wasn't it? It was like a science yeah, – it was like a science project, which uh, which was good for me because I'm not creative and, and Tilly Ramsey and Colette Dinnigan were, were fantastic cooks and very creative. So it, it set up well. It was nice to finally win something, Joey. Uh, and then what have I uh, – so tonight I'm gonna about to go out and um, cook dinner – for uh, for the boys, so we're going to do a, a chicken pesto pasta tonight. But we'll make the pesto fresh. We've got the herb garden out the back, um, so a heap of basil, pine nuts, uh, what else? Lemon juice, uh, a little bit of garlic, some salt, and then some oh. cobram extra virgin olive oil in there. Joey, some fresh pasta, oh. some chicken, chicken pesto pasta, beautiful, Sounds right up your alley too. Yes, love that. Sounds good. Chicken pesto pasta um, was my pregame meal. I always had a chicken pesto. Chicken pasta. Oh, I did game. know that. Yeah, I did know that. Well, next next time we get together, Joey, I'll uh, I'll, I'll cook you some dinner. Um, thank you for that question. I've got one for you, Joey, um, from Cara mm-hmm. via Instagram. Who is going to be the star of September? Who's going to take the final series by storm? Oh, it's a great one. I'm going to give two names. I think it sets up for Paddy Cripps. I think Paddy Cripps has been waiting. Well, he has been waiting his whole life for this moment. Really. His first final, over 180 yep. games, built for finals. I think he's going to carry the Blues as far as he possibly can. How far that is, I don't know. But I definitely think it'll be past the first week. I'm pretty confident they beat Sydney. He'll be enormous. And the other one I think is ready because of his year that he's had. I think Clayton Oliver is going to... Yeah. to have some sort of final series that will take them all the way through to a flag. So they're the two for me, built for these conditions, built for September. Can I give you one? Yep, give me one. I reckon Pendles. Pendles? I reckon Pendles. Just I reckon Pendles is clock. Yeah, I reckon he's going to wind it back. I reckon this is, uh, you know, he's, he wanted it as a premiership captain. He was so close a few years ago. I think this is going to be uh, this is going to be a month that we will, you know, look back and, and speak about just the, the absolute icing on what is an already enormous cake. Wow, that'll be the exclamation mark on his legacy. Hey, appreciate your time, Rue. As always, we will chat to you next week as the finals heat up. Hope you've enjoyed oh, yeah. today's edition of Footy Talk as we 
we said tomorrow, Abby Holmes will be with Richmond star Nathan Broad. Listener.